You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex is happening in the marriage bed. Here are your hosts, Dr. Corey Allen and Shannon Etheridge. Well, just because it's the time of year in June when one of those Sundays is going to roll around, what is it like usually the third Sunday or whatever, is Father's Day coming up soon. So, hey, to all the fathers that listen to Sex and Marriage Radio, happy Father's Day. You, Indeed. You guys rock. We are so grateful for all the daddies out there. That's right. And, so, and, and, and to the wives that are listening, uh, Father's Day's coming if you, haven't, if you haven't done something. And typically, you don't really have to go all extravagant. Just make yourself available. <laughs> it's really... <laughs> uh, a, a lot of my readers love to give their husbands a copy of The Sexually Confident Wife for Father's Day because, you know... It, they pretty much know that there's going to be some action there you following go. that okay, book. Okay, but I have to I have to add this caveat though because this is this is a strange thing that I've noticed. Um, you know, because churches they make a big deal out of Father's Day. They make they make a big deal out of Mother's Day, or at least they mention it. You know, some make it a bigger deal sure. than others. But the one thing that I've noticed is, and tell me if I'm off on this, Shannon. Have you ever noticed how churches, uh, the services on Mother's Day, it's real uplifting and edifying and just honoring moms, which is a good, it absolutely needs to be done. Right. Lift them up on that pedestal. Absolutely needs to be done. Uh-huh. Moms can do no wrong. Father's Day, you're not doing enough. You are. You need to do, you need to this, you need to that. And it's like, wait, I want to be on a pedestal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> About how all the men slack and they need to to pick up their game. It's and crazy. It, it, it's true. Yeah, the, the moms get handed flowers on their way into the sanctuary. I think dads get handed the shame card. <laughs> something, something like that. Hey, this is Sexy Marriage Radio, where we want to have honest conversations about sex and marriage and life and all that that means. And we want to hear from you. So please send us your thoughts and your comments to, to feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. Also, Hop on iTunes if you like what you hear because we want to climb the charts. Uh, we are regularly skirting the top 10, even the top five at times. Yeah, so we, so exciting. we want to stay up there. And that's because of you guys, because you guys rock. Um, also, I, I've, we've said this every show lately, and we're going to keep saying it because it's fast approaching. But the Sexy Marriage Radio getaway is coming up September now, 17th through the 20th. Now, there is a good Father's Day present right there. Oh, right I like there. what you did there, but, girl. Much better than the shame card. That's it. So <laughs> hey, come join us. All you got to do is um, head to the Sexy Marriage Radio Getaway. It's going to be awesome. It's right there on the homepage on the sidebar. You'll see a link that you can easily register. The early bird discount goes away July 1. So if you want to get in early and, and get a little bit of savings, please join us because it's going to be a fantastic time. Yeah, so that's coming up like in ten days ish. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's not far away walk. from the time we're recording. Yep. So it's worth getting on there if you want to join us. And if you miss it, hey, still join us. You can you can always still if you're still trying to finalize plans, you know, we're we'll we'll go till we sell out. So we're You're saying if they miss the early bird deadline. Yes, if they miss the deadline. Absolutely. Yeah, but please join us because it's gonna be a fantastic getaway. It's not a workshop, it's a getaway. So it's gonna be worth getting away with your spouse. So yeah. I've got a question for you, Shannon. And this, you ask. This, this all comes down to just this whole idea of, you know, as married life goes along, sometimes things shift and change and get boring and monotonous and routine. And If we let them, they 
they do. Okay. Let me build up to this so then I'm you sorry. can just burst it. Come on. <laughs> no, but it, it, anyway, it, it, I think it's worth pointing out because you were talking about this uh, pre-show, you know, off mm-hmm. the air of there's there's something about old versus new. Yeah. And and I think that's worth showing, worth a show that, that we, we need to un, unpack this more because this also bleeds into there's a, a theme of emails we get at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com of, hey, I don't find my spouse as attractive or, hey, things have kind of gotten boring or, hey, you know, there's, there's a, there's a thread through it all. Yeah. And those emails, and I'm not trying to play a shame card on any husband out there, but especially when I get an email from a husband saying that they are just not attracted or they just don't find their wives attractive anymore, it makes me sad it, it it literally grieves my spirit so much that whatever his definition of attractive is, is so narrow that there's no room for his wife to fit in that anymore. Mm-hmm. When in many ways, she's the same person as the one that he fell in love with years or decades earlier. Exactly. But in other ways, she's not the same person. She has grown. She has evolved. She has blossomed. And so sometimes I wonder is this strictly a physical thing? You know, is, is it that she doesn't look as hot in a bikini as she did when we got married type of a thing, which, you know, I I hate to be, again, I'm not trying to play a shame card, but that is so freaking superficial. And I know that every (laughs) wife out there would agree. Like it's just not humanly possible as we get into our forties, fifties, seventies, eighties for us to look the same as we did when we were 19 or 20. Right. It's just not, so to say that, well, she's just not attractive to me anymore. It just, again, it makes me sad or it makes me want to barf or both. It makes me, makes me want to barf while being sad. (laughs) Okay. Well, I'm with you because it, it does come down to how do you quantify this? How do you, you know, what is it that makes it to where, what makes up attraction? That's I mean, a good question. That's, a, that that's an incredibly have. that's an incredibly difficult question because there's so many variables. Right. And you know, earlier when you mentioned that, you know, when a guy says, I don't find her, you said as attractive. And my immediate question was, now who are we comparing this that's to? True. Because as is it a is a comparative word. So is it as attractive as she used to be? Is it as attractive as your neighbor? Is it as attractive as your coworker? Is it as attractive as the women you stare at in movies or mm-hmm. God forbid porn or, mm-hmm. you know, like wh- who are you comparing her to is my first question. Yep. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Cause, cause attraction is relative. Very relative. And it's all comparative. It was just like what you're talking about, that it's on a continuum and it's, and it's the, what do you use as your model of attraction? Totally. And if you don't examine that, and this is both for male and female, because while female attraction for their husband is probably less tied to physical as than it is men, it still plays a role. Certainly. But th- th- it's still, where does your mind go as far as you compare to, you know, are you comparing to other husbands? Are you comparing to what you read in novels? Are you comparing to what's portrayed on TV or a movie? Or, I mean, it's the same kind of thing that women, right. that women struggle with. Yeah, I I would totally agree. I do think that women seem to be able to make more room for their husband's bodies to evolve and change and grow bigger or flabbier or more wrinkled or more bald or whatever. 
but I do think that women fall into that trap of the comparison of, well, I don't find him as attractive as I used to because he doesn't make me feel as special mm -hmm. as he used to. Like it's how it's all about how he makes her feel okay. about herself is whether determines whether or not she feels an attraction to him. Is it the same way with guys is, is these, are these emails that we're getting saying much more than just, she doesn't look as hot in a bikini. Is it more of, she doesn't make me feel as special about myself. Well, that, you know that's a component because men want to be wanted still. I mean, there's still something about knowing a woman's into you that yeah. that just turns you on. I mean, that's sure. That's just and reality. willing to share her body with you, right? Well, and and interested in yours, you yeah. Know, interested in who you eager are. To con yeah, yeah, eager to connect. So that that plays a component, but I think there's also an element of um, trophy wife syndrome, if you will. That, Thank you. That I, you know, I want other guys to find my wife attractive to a point. You know, I don't want it too much. Don't be leering too long, you know, but, but it's still, <laughs> it's still one of those, you, we take pride in having a woman that society finds attractive. And, and that's such a, that's such a pitfall because society is so fickle. Well, and I can tell you right now that the women listening to this are literally shriveling well, inside you asked it's, it's, <laughs> i know no i know i'm glad okay. you're putting it out there okay. it's not a personal thing at all right. i'm glad you're putting it out there i'm just saying that when a woman feels as if she is being compared to other people or even her best self at you know at right. age 19 or whatever right. when she feels as if she is being marginalized or discounted or um looked down upon because she can't compete with the industry standard right. of what's glamorized on magazine covers. Right. It literally makes her want to shrivel inside. Yeah. And I don't know any other antidote to that other than to really turn up the sexual heat as you get older. And even though you can't maybe feel as good about what you used to look like or, you know, what you look like now versus what you used to look like, you can feel far better about what you have to offer. This, uh, I mean, just for example, uh, I just got back from our 25th wedding anniversary trip to St. Lucia. Yeah, as we're recording this. So, as we're recording right. this, yes. And over and over on that trip, I kept thinking, this is so much better. This is so much better than our honeymoon 25 years ago. Mm -hmm. And I had on the plane, like, I was trying to unpack, like, why? Why was it so much more awesome than 25 years ago? Because I'll be honest, 25 years ago, I was not quite 25 pounds lighter, but you know, somewhere around you know, between 15 and 20 pounds lighter and younger. And I didn't have crow's feet and I didn't have any gray hair trying to sprout up. I didn't have to pluck my beard hair. Mm -hmm. You know, I, like there's all kinds of things that I would think would make this season of my life so much less sexy right. than that season of my life. And I know that the women are out there laughing and going, yay, she's bold enough to mention her beard hair. <laughs> <laughs> it comes with your 40s. A there pair of tweezers go. should come with yep. your 40th birthday. But what kept recurring to me, though, is that I just felt more comfortable in my own skin. And that's the key. There was so much more boldness about our sex. Mm -hmm. Like, I remember the very first night that we got there and we had been traveling for almost 24 hours straight to make this all possible. And so we were exhausted, mm -hmm. but we got in the pool, went for a little skinny dip before going to bed. And Greg just assumed that sex is not even an option because we're both so tired. Uh, yeah, I changed that tune mm -hmm. really fast. I literally attacked him in the pool. 
And I just thought, I don't know that I would have had, for lack of a better expression, the balls to do that mm -hmm. 25 years ago. I would have felt as if, you know, no, I need to wait until he approaches me and I respond because this is how the dance is supposed to work. And it's like, no, I, I do a very different dance now. Yep. Um, and I was looking at both of our bodies because I'm not the only one who has put on almost 20 pounds. So his Greg. But I just kept thinking, I find him sexier now. And, and like, why is that? Like, you know, love handles aren't normally associated with sexiness or, or receding hairlines right. or any of that kind of stuff. But I just kept thinking, I know who this man is you know now. What's, you know what's underneath all that. I know what a heart of gold he has. Mm -hmm. I know what a great father he has been to our children. I know how patient he has been with my ups and downs and seasons of life and he has just been such an awesome helpmate and that is what i find so attractive mm -hmm. and i think that that's what every woman longs for her husband to see in her is that i may not look the same baby but i now you know what i really bring to the table and i want to be cherished and mm -hmm. appreciated and valued not just for what i look like but for who i am and the great links that i go to to make you feel like wow i married up yeah. Yeah. And yeah. that's every woman wants to feel as if her husband thinks he married up. Yep. And I mean, I think the key is you're more comfortable in your own skin. Yeah. Even when there's more skin there, didn't care. <laughs> you're more comfortable didn't... in it because you know who you are. Yeah. I don't know that I would have been as comfortable skinny dipping on the first night of a trip or doing naked yoga or any of the crazy things that we did on this mm -hmm. anniversary trip, not trying to give too much information or anything. Just saying that with age, yeah. comes a confidence yeah. that exudes sexiness, but you have to recognize that yeah. you, you have, you have to recognize that, wow, for my husband to, to be able to, you know, do the types of things that he does to try to initiate with me, even at the risk of making a fool of himself yeah. to find that sexy, takes some depth. Absolutely. And that, that reminds me of a couple I've worked with, or I have actually just been working with the husband. And he's dealing with anxiety big time. And one of the things is he, he, he struggles with, if he doesn't find his wife attractive, does that mean he needs to get out? I mean, that's, that's just it. And, it's, and, it's, and, and he's wrestling with this. Well, okay. But here, when did marriage become no, recyclable? Okay, but here, like, let's here, just get here rid of I'm, the starter wife and no, go on. No, but here, here where I'm coming, here where he's coming from though, Shannon, because it is, it's admirable what he's doing. Cause he's like, I don't want this. I'm just being real with me okay. and what I'm wrestling with. And okay. so, He's just, this is his internal battle that he's having to learn to confront himself on. Okay. And so because of anytime he gets into a panic attack, you know, he had one one weekend and he was kind of just off kilter all weekend long. And he was telling me about a time where he went in, his kids are downstairs playing, wife's in the, in the shower, he's laying in bed and he just walks into the bathroom and she's like, hey, what's going on? It's like, nothing. I just wanted to watch. And she's Okay. So she just continued on. She was shaving her legs or something. So then he, he winds up, he joins her in there, and then they start playing around, and then they head to the bed, and they're playing around. And and he's, because of his anxiety, he can't perform. You know, he, he, can't, he can't get an erection. And so it, they stop, and they're kind of sitting there, and she's like, what's, and she's like, it's really, it's okay. She was trying to help him, you know, and, and doing some different things. And she's like, it's, it's okay. You know, it's okay, really. And he's, oh, well, you know, so he's struggling because this is a, a moment of, uh-oh, for a guy. Yep. And, and and then I love this because this goes into the being comfortable in your own skin because then she goes, um, does, 
does your jaw still work? And he's, yeah. <laughs> She's like, well, then get back to work. And so he's like, sweet, that's hot. And he went back down on her, and that did it. There you go. He started, he started getting into it again. And it was because she brought that out. And that's, that's because she's comfortable. What's being portrayed is she's comfortable in her skin of just like, whoa, hold on. I want this. And that's the so, beauty of what happens when you get older. I think you start getting more unashamed of what you want when it comes to sex with your partner. So you're saying that because she was comfortable with what she wanted and that it made him comfortable with well, what he could provide. That, well, but that gets into the whole nothing turns on a man like a fully sexually turned on woman. Right. And so that's when she's – when a woman will be aggressive like that. I mean I can – wives, if you if you got a husband – that has a little struggle sometimes, how, how turned on are you at times versus how much do you get caught uh, up in his expecting struggle him. or in his struggle of it's easy. I mean, think about it. And I, I can only uh, extrapolate that a woman who has a husband that can't get hard, it, how, how that would be very difficult to not take that personally, to see that as, Oh, hold on. Is it me? What is it? Is maybe. And then that goes into the self-image thing we're talking about. Yeah. That if so, we got to learn how to switch that to where. Hold on, just because you can't stand up, <laughs> figuratively, there's other parts of you that still work. Come right. on, you know, and right. that sometimes I, I still that want right my ride on the pleasure train. Right, sometimes and the fact that, that she will wants get him to ride going. on the pleasure train. Yep, get them. That there. could, okay. that definitely could, because she's turned on and aggressive with what she wants. I totally agree. And I think my, lots of guys would be like, "That's hot." I totally agree. And so is that why men really crave for their wives to initiate sometimes? Is because uh, then he yes. knows that she's already warming up. She's yeah. already hot. Yeah. And well, and that's why men crave for sexual flirting sometimes from their husband, from their wife. Okay. Yeah. Just the, just the, just to know you want me just yeah. to know you're thinking of me just to, I mean, Pam did this several, several days, several weekends ago of she's getting around uh, we're getting dressed, and she said, "I just want you to know today is Sans uh, undergarment day for me." And I'm, I like hearing that. Thanks for letting me know. I will be visualizing that all day long now. Thank you. I'll see you tonight. <laughs> you know. And so it's just this whole. I know she's doing that for me. I know she's probably not going to normally wake up. So you know what? I feel like going commando all day long just because it, you know she might, but I know I contribute in that because she knows that gets me going and she's thinking right. of me. It's and, the response. Right. Yeah. We love that response from each other. Right. And so, yeah, I would challenge women uh, that if he is having a hard time feeling attracted, getting an erection, et cetera, et cetera, maybe it's because he perceives that you're putting too much pressure on him to turn up the heat when could you be. need to turn up your own heat. Could, yeah. You need to turn up your own heat and approach him as an already hot willing, available, eager partner. Right. But right now, Corey, we are being so stereotypical. Yes. Because I know that there are women listening going, it's not it's always. Not me. <laughs> right. Yes. That they're right. the ones going, I want sex. Right. I want hot sex. Yep. I want hot sex often. And my husband is the one who is cowering yep. and withdrawing yep. and making this a challenge. And so Gentlemen, I just want you to hear the same thing. She does not always want to be the one to have to get you turned on. Yeah. She she wants you to approach her because you're already turned on and that you're already turned on by her. 
but uh, yeah, definitely. I, I just encourage all partners, like when your spouse approaches you and they're horny and they want to connect with you, that is a huge moment of vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And if you watch the Brene Brown stuff on YouTube or on uh, TED Talks about how attractive vulnerability is to friendship, I think vulnerability is equally as attractive in marriage. That when they bring their vulnerability to you, they're basically saying, I trust you to help me tap into the sexual energy and find pleasure in it and bring it to completion and find fulfillment in it. Right, right. And when they get shot down, it's really hard to keep getting back up again over and over. And so, you know, my favorite question to ask a client is what skin is it off of your nose to let your fire get turned on too, to where you are not just a sexual doormat, but that you, you hop on board that train with them and go full speed ahead. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't take away anything from you. It adds things to you. It helps you be much more healthier and connected and it releases oxytocin and reduces stress and minimizes aging and all that jazz. So yeah. there's good things to it. Yeah. And this is where you have to go back to what we started the show with is what are you using to define what's going on and what's the disconnect? Because it could just be you need a, an accurate reset of what's going on between you. Because it's very easy. And I, I just know, fortunately for me, I, with the struggle I had with porn, was early enough so that whenever Pam entered the world of child rearing and her body shifted and changed, I was already preconceived of, okay, wait, my model of attraction is her. My, my standard is her. And I can also look at it in their whole relationship context as because I'm a part of what's going on. I'm a part of, and to me, pregnancy was beautiful because that's life in and of itself. Yeah. Nothing better than walking and, up and behind her. And life is sexy. Right. And yeah, nothing better than walking up behind her and holding her belly with mm-hmm. a baby in there. And just kind of, that, that, that was just arousing, um, just beautiful. And, mm-hmm. but it's still one of those, if you're looking at it through the entirety of the relationship and your standard is just your spouse, you need to do a reset of the whole relationship too, of look at the novel things you've experienced together, the, the, the struggles you've experienced together, the depth you've created, the moments you've had of meeting with each other, the moments that you've had of that culminated in great things. The, all of those things are bonds. All of those things are things that drive us forward into greatness together because we realize, wait, I've shared an essence of life with you that I've shared with nobody else. And that in and of itself can be terrifying and electrifying <laughs> at the same time. I like that. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it's just, where do you want to focus on that? It could just be because, oh, they've got the goods on me. Well, yeah, they do, but you got <laughs> it on them. And so you can use that to light a fire between you and in you for them. If you look at it in the in the lens of, this whole thing is designed to help you be better. This whole thing is designed to help us get more comfortable in our own skin. I think that's the point. Right. And the whole thing about comfort, that uh, just reminds me that was one of the biggest sensations that I had throughout the week uh, on this anniversary trip is that 25 years ago, I felt the need to get up before he woke up every morning so that I could hurry up and shower and fix my hair and put on my makeup because I didn't want him to see me all natural. Right. And I think that I may have put on makeup one day out of seven in St. Lucia that it's like, I don't care anymore. And I don't care what I look like when I 
take off my ball cap and my hair is stuck to my head, he still finds me sexy. And it's like, I can't believe that I can just be so stinking comfortable and that I don't have, feel the need to like fix myself up for him. Like I, I do that sometimes. And it, and it but could I don't be that he finds you even, yeah, it could be he even finds you sexier. He, that's exactly what he said. I even asked him that question. I was like, do you, does it really not bother you when I have hat head after I take up my ball cap that I've been wearing all day? And he's just like, nope, that's never even crossed my yep. mind because he's not looking at my head. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. He's like, I ain't looking at your head, woman. <laughs> and that is okay. <laughs> it's totally okay with me. So yeah, letting go of your anxieties about rejection. Yep. Uh, knowing, like, I, I think that Greg and I are so confident approaching each other because we just know that there's rarely ever rejection there. Okay. If there if if there is any kind of rejection, it's a very very temporary thing. Of you know, what? I'm really tired tonight. Can we maybe aim for mo tomorrow morning? Okay. So what do you say? What do you say to the couples where that is the exact opposite, where they've had a long time together, and there's been a lot of rejection because <laughs> you know that's there. I'm going to give him the Bob Newhart answer. Stop it. Just stop. <laughs> Okay. And one of one of you has to to tear down that wall and and melt that ice first. Well, I I would flip it and say that okay, so there's been a lot of rejection, but my guess is if there the times where there hasn't been, hey, you know who they are, and so that can be a moment of wow, that's that's a little different, or that's really giving, or that's really so you can look at it from can a different celebrate? lens rather than. Okay, so 90% of the time I've always been shot down. Well, do you want to focus on the 10 or the 90? That, that, yeah, because my guess is if you focus on the 10, you're going to become a lot more confident, and that confidence well, is sexy. Think of it like baseball. The, yeah, if, if the pitch or if you the You fail most of the time. Up, yeah, you fail most of the time. Yeah, baseball. but all you need is one good hit. Yep. <laughs> That's true. That is so true. I totally think that old marriage is better the new marriage to so stop wishing for yesteryear stop wishing for the honeymoon type of sex shoot for the 25th anniversary sex the 50th anniversary mm -hmm. sex the 75th anniversary sex is my goal okay yeah wow. <laughs> totally is <laughs> wow yeah it and, just gets better and better with and, age if you let it right and that's if and, you let it and we're talking about not just sex too we're talking about life because if you think of people that are further into life they have a better direction and sense of who they are in and of themselves their finances are typically a little more in order because they've got a little more established and right. they know who they are they know what they're capable of they've lost some jobs they've gained some jobs they've had some tragedy all of that goes into making up who you are yep and all of that can make your it, sex it, life better and that list could go on and on. Yes, you're settled in the house that you're pleased with. You've just about raised your kids if you haven't already. The list could go on and on about how much more you bring to the table in the way of confidence and comfort yeah. that you have to offer and that you have, that, that exudes from within you. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. all of that feeds into I mean, I, I, it, this is where we started, isn't it? That I, I think – Research continues to show the best sex is, is later into marriage, later into the relationship. Takes 18 years on average to get into your best sexual groove. Right. That's where intimacy can actually be created is what's been alluded to. And But there's also a, an element of when you're later into your life, that's when you're more comfortable in your own skin. And yep. that's what creates better sex. Because it, it doesn't matter how much skin or how little skin, it matters how you feel in it.
Right. And it's more about what goes on between your two ears than yep. in your body anyway. And yep. you're much more comfortable with your fantasies, with your thoughts, with what arouses you. You're more comfortable communicating that to your spouse, creating the sexual energy yep. that is necessary to keep your sex life active. That's where you can be going along with your spouse. You look them in the eye and you're like, I know you. I know who you are. <laughs> I know what I know what you like. Right. And I, and I know what's going on in you right now. You know, and, it, and that's, that stuff can be so endearing and, and great for long-term relationships. Yes, absolutely. Totally sexy. Hey, well, thanks for taking some time out with us and spending it. We, we, we love that you join us and you offer us access to your world every day, every week. So wherever you are, whatever you're doing, thanks for taking some time with us. And join us at the Sexy Marriage Radio Getaway. It's going to be yep, a great we one. We love you for listening. See you next time.